0: She's coming. When I turn on the lights, yell surprise. Smart assistant, turn on lights. Surprise! Surprise! Can't connect to internet. It's so dark. Who's here? Smart assistant, turn on lights. Can't connect to internet. (sighs) The assistant's in a dead zone. It doesn't always connect. We're all here, dear. We got you a chocolate cake. But we can't pass you a knife in the dark. Your home is only as smart as your internet. Get fast, seamless wall-to-wall coverage and reduce dead zones with AT&T Internet with smart Wi-Fi technology. Switch to AT&T Fiber. Sign up at att.com slash fiber300 and get faster upload speeds of up to 300 megabits per second for $40 a month for 12 months. Limited availability may not be in your area. Check eligibility at att.com slash fiber300. AT&T. More for your thing. That's our thing ends 817 at t Wi-Fi gateway and smart Wi-Fi technology included with plans 12 megabits or higher. Extenders may be required and sold separately. New residential customers in select markets only. Requires 12-month agreement. Includes internet 300 when bundled with other qualifying minimum $19 per month service on one bill. Early termination taxes, other charges, and restrictions apply. Speeds vary, not guaranteed.
1: Hello.
2: Yes, you're good.
1: Okay. <clears throat> Welcome to an episode our newest episode of Talking the Terror 2. Uh we've got Terror Infamy on deck this season. Um I'm here. My name is Jen and I am joined by Kinte as always my steadfast partner in ev- pretty much everything podcasting. So Kinte, how are you?
2: I'm doing good. I'm wonderful. Um, and i'm happy to be here
1: i've been waiting for this season to come around for a long time i i know it's only been i guess it's been a little bit more than a year it doesn't feel like too much more than a year but i feel like i've been waiting for this for a really long time and i think it's because and i'm just want to touch on it real quick the last season of the terror was so well done that i was really excited to see what they would do with this w- with an anthology like idea and and i'm wrong actually it's been more than a year it's it's been quite a bit more than a year um but it's it's been i feel like they've given us quite a bit of advanced information and all kinds of little uh snips of hey it might be like this it might be like that and now that we finally get to see it I uh, I wasn't disappointed. I was really pretty happy with it, but there's a lot to sort of dissect and get into. So uh, the first thing I want to ask you just right off the top before we even go any further is what were your first impressions of the show just based on what you sort of initially saw and did you feel like it was a good introduction to the story that we're about to have unfold?
2: um it went very much like I kind of thought it would be um, and not taking anything away from it or anything like that uh I felt like it was gonna have this kind of pacing to it as well as uh that it was gonna have the you know um, basically the pacing i was i wasn't surprised about um, i you know i thought it was interesting you know um i'm not going to say that i'm already hooked into the storyline just of yet cuz we have so much more to get to for me to get to that point but it was enough to get my attention and to get me to uh, want to see more so with that said yeah i'm 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 pretty happy with
1: it i'm i'm actually very much like you um, I did expect, just knowing what we saw last uh, season, that it starts slow. And I believe that the terror last time started slow. We didn't see anything really supernatural for quite some time, so there was that was quite a bit of a difference. But the but the tension and the mood they really sort of set things up uh, to be a bit of a slow stretch uh, to start, and then things started to ramp up. I I will say right off the bat that I think um, and this is just we're going to talk about this, I think, as the series goes on. But there is definitely a cultural connection that needs to be made here, which is a little bit of a jump. And whereas the terror began with a kind of... uh, a kind of history that felt maybe a little bit more um, familiar. Mm -hmm. This history doesn't feel quite as familiar. And it's interesting because, you know, it's actually further ahead in history, but even living in Hawaii, I don't have a lot of uh, cultural references for Japanese, American, pretty much anything. And so there's a lot to sort of learn as we go. And I think that that might have been a little bit <clears throat> of that uh, connection is that the story itself may not make a whole lot of sense until we start seeing a little bit more because there is so heavy a cultural piece in Cure. Um, just from the very beginning, I think there were quite a few sort of symbolic pieces that felt uh, intentional, but but oddly placed for an American audience. So, how d- d- when you saw the very beginning of this story, did it first of all? Did it surprise you that they started with the supernatural so quickly?
2: Um, yeah, yeah, because it was right out the jump. It was right out the jump. They uh, they went straight to it, and I was a little surprised. And it was, I mean, it was very well done the way they did it. And uh, I love that opening scene on the dock. And it was, you know, it was very creepy. You know, it had that very creepy vibe to it, and um, I, you know, so I wasn't, maybe that was like kind of what they learned from the last season, is to hit them with it right off the bat, you know what I'm saying? So, so I, you know, I don't know if that's what, what was at at play here, but I liked it, though. I liked, you know, how it got off right into it,
1: and uh, well.
2: it was ever-present throughout the the first episode.
1: What I think was uh, what I think was interesting without trying to draw too many comparisons between, you know, the season that was and this, I feel a little bit like we're talking about American horror story where it's like it's hard to draw a whole bunch of narratives between them because they're clearly telling different stories. But the mood of uh, of this of of what we just saw is quite a bit different than the mood that we had in the setup for uh, the terror in the original Series, it did feel a bit more like we were engaged very quickly with quite a cast of characters. And that also felt a little bit, uh, it's just a little bit different in terms of the actual storytelling. But it also felt like all of a sudden we were a part of an entire family. Uh, We had a lot of information about what these people are going through right at this very moment. We had a lot of information about what is happening at the in the world. We had a lot of information about uh, quite a few things. And so I'm wondering uh, just from uh, a guessing standpoint, uh, do you think that what is about to happen is going to feel more like uh, an unfolding story that, that draws a little bit more on the history and less on the supernatural? Or do does it feel like it's actually going to draw a lot on the supernatural and then the history is just a backdrop? Because I have a theory about this. So I, I'm interested to hear what you have to say first.
2: I think they're going to try to serve two masters uh, almost equally. I think, you know, if, when you listen to the, some of the people behind it, it's very important for them to, to uh, let people know about the history, right? Which, which is it's a very important history. And then also you have, um, you have the uh, supernatural element, which is hallmarks of the terror. So you're going to get, I think you're going to just get both.
1: Well, uh, here's my theory. Uh, my theory is that they, th- like you said, they learned a little bit of a lesson the last time, which is that, And and I'm not saying that this was a lesson that they needed to learn. I'm saying that this was just something that they came across and said, you know what, maybe there's a better way to do this. And part of it has to do with getting us immersed in the, the, the world that we're supposed to belong to a little bit faster than we did the last time. The last, in inside of this story, I guess I won't use too many uh, comparisons here. But in, in the in this particular story, the way that they set things up, it felt very much like, look, there's a lot of things in uh, in Japanese culture that are very different from our own culture, but there are also a lot of similarities in the sense that you can draw some pretty direct comparisons to. The way that people respond, the, the, and I can think of a number of instances right off the top with, uh, with people behaving like they are, uh, ashamed of. They have family issues. They have a, a bully issue. They have all kinds of things that are sort of direct human experiences. And then you throw in this piece of supernatural mythos, and that's what's clearly driving kind of a central message. But I think if, and I don't know, because we're only on episode one, but my guess is that that supernatural piece, as big as it was in this episode, is going to pale in comparison to what we are about to see human do to human. I, I just, I get that. I get a huge message from what is happening that it is the relationships between the people that are it's that it's really all going to boil down to. And I, I can't say that that's not a great idea, because I think that that's what the writers were really successful at the last time around, too. What do you think?
2: No, I agree. I agree. And we've already got a taste of it, you know. Um, so if they're already setting that up.
1: So what, so what did you think? Uh, so, okay. So a couple questions, right? So what did you think about, uh, about the main characters? First of all, it was, I, I have to just shout this out because I just, I absolutely love this. I loved seeing George Takai in, in almost any role that I can see him in. I just want to see him. I, I have such a, 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 personal affection for this man. Uh, there's so many amazing things that I, I could say, but, uh, on screen, there is just a presence there that was at the same time comforting and also very dynamic. So but so, what did you think of the main characters? What, well, tell, tell me what you thought of... Pick one character and tell me what you thought of them. Okay, um,
2: and let me... Uh, just a, So I won't sound stupid. Let me pull up uh, a cast list so that I can uh, say it with some intelligence. Uh, all right and as i say that um okay so let's start off with uh uh, the main character uh chester
1: chester right
2: yeah um first of all that actor is really good uh from the beginning you know they really establish him as you know the conflict between him you know it's it's something that's been done a lot—the old country versus new country type thing. But still, though, uh, I felt like he—he, he, you know, he's going to have to carry this this uh, season, and he's fascinating already, you know, right out the, you know, right off the gate. So I can appreciate this actor, and I think they found a good one. So I, uh, and you know, it's still early, so there's still a lot to, to find out about him. But uh, I like
1: him so far. I I like the fact that Chester seems to not just walk between worlds, between the old world and the new world, but that he also is uh, that they're not afraid to portray him as being very unsure of himself. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what to do. Um, you know, he when he goes to uh, when he goes to basically when he approaches the situation between him and uh and the girlfriend it is clearly this is not a decision that he has come to lightly but you can feel that there are all kinds of conflicts around it and there's very little dialogue said about it at all that to me seems like the actor is doing a good job of portraying how complicated that really is. And, and is that really what sets everything off? Do we really know that that's what sets everything off? Or is there something a little bit deeper under that that I suspect that that might be what's happening? But I love how he somehow personalizes what's happening as maybe this is partly my fault. Uh, When he takes the car back, and tries to go and say hey you know we could go anywhere the reality of what's happening is so pronounced and and you can see it etched on his face which i think was also really good i i liked that a lot no, I, I did as well. yeah. what did you think of uh of henry uh his dad
2: fine actor so far he really has the gravitas that you would you know that you would um need to play this this character and pretty much you get right into it right away so with him uh, so i really do uh, i really have enjoyed
1: him in this first episode So, what do you think that relationship between father and son <clears throat> sort of uh gives the narrative other than, like you said, to point out that there's a difference between sort of the 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 old and the new, it it also feels like there is something perhaps even more dynamic at work. There obviously there's a generational shift between the two of them. Um, his dad sees things one way, he sees things another way. But I, I I think one of the things that really struck me about their relationship was they're the the two of them there's something that is the sameness about them as different as they are. Uh, And I kind of liked that as different as he wants to be, he wants to leave terminal Island is, you know, uh, it's a a small place and he wants to go experience the wide world. And his dad is saying, yeah, (laughs) we all know what's going to happen. Um, And I liked that because that interaction between the two of them felt like we fell into it really quickly. And again, I have to give these guys credit. There's so I've seen a lot of beginning pilots. Well, this is, I guess it's not really a pilot, but beginning episodes where they, they sort of expect a lot from us in terms of introducing a cast of characters. And, they don't always do a really great job of sort of sucking you into why it's important to even care about these people, and I felt like I cared about everybody, which it was really strange. I even felt bad when, uh, wow, well, I'm a really bad host here, but when what's his name died when uh, when he was blown by the wind off of the boat. I even actually felt bad for him, not because I felt bad, you know, he was going to set the boat on fire. I, I mean, like I, I had a genuine feeling of, wow, this guy was really, really, really messed up. That's a, that, how horrible must it be to have so much hate all the time? That's got to be awful. But it, 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 like, it's, it's unusual for me to actually feel that way.
2: I had absolutely no sympathy at all. I loved it.
1: We we all really thought that the boat was gonna that they were gonna burn the boat. I mean, that just seemed like wow, yeah.
2: Yeah. So no no sympathy for his. But...
1: So uh, so what do you think is up with the wind?
2: Uh, I I think it's uh you know, a, um, I believe it's one of those things that they were talking about, like where uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, um, the spirit, you know. I
1: mean, it, to me, that's the only thing I can think of. To uh, the, one of the other reasons that, of course, this is so different is this is, although, you know, I could I can go back and I can look at uh, some Japanese mythology and I can make some educated guesses, which I think I will wait to do until the next uh, episode. One of the things that I can't do is look into like what the character motivations might be as they would be if I had read a book, which is what happened with last season, where it was based on Dan Simmons's book, and there was a lot of character inner monologue to sort of get to know the characters uh, pretty well. This time, obviously, we don't have that, and I think that's one of the reasons I keep going back to the fact that the characters are, are genuinely... Well written, well written enough that I didn't feel like I needed all that minor monologue in order to succeed at feeling something for them. But I am very curious about this the supernatural angle of it. It it certainly it 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 seemed to me that if we're going to draw any kind of parallel between what's happening here and some kind of uh, Western idea that it is that it's like sort of demon possession esque, but at the same time, it also feels so incredibly different because nothing that I can think of manifests itself that way. When, uh, when he was looking up into the sun, that was a really, that was a scary moment. I I'm I'm a little confused about why uh, I have read in several articles that uh that the show was just a little bit too short on being anything other than uh slow you know that 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 they pitched it really hard but that it didn't have a lot of moments to sort of make it memorable and i really disagree with that although i do think that it was narratively slow and probably purposefully so I certainly didn't get the, uh, the feeling that there wasn't enough action inside of the episode to keep things both interesting and sort of going. Did you get that feeling at all? Um, I mean, it,
2: it, it was a slow burn. It was a For slow sure. burn. And it was, and I was actually, the thing is this, when you, um, this is going to be a hard sell, anyway, right?
1: Didn't we say that about last about last season though?
2: Yes, but see we did.
1: You know, but then you know you have the cultural thing as well. You know you get what I'm saying? I do. And and I think that you are absolutely right. It's it is gonna be a little bit more It'll be a little bit more difficult, I think, to get things ramped up uh, to, to the audience's liking. But I think that there is a case to be made for the an initial sort of uh, immersion into who the characters are and, again, why should we care about them? Because once things begin... And we saw at the end of this episode we know what that signals and it signals the attack on Pearl Harbor. It signals all of the, uh, the cascade of historical events that happen around that and why Japanese uh, Americans, why they thought that they needed to be in internment camps. Now, what I think this show has working in its favor and uh, I can't say that it's coincidental but it it's it, it, what's interesting is where we are in history right now and the kinds of cultural topics that we're talking about right now have direct correlations in this story. So th- I think that there some of that it'll turn some people off and it will make some people very interested from the purely historical standpoint though. This it, it is going to be a bit tough because World War II is it's always been a bit tough to get people it's just so big there's just so much going on but by keeping the story centered around the family and what is happening to this group the group from Terminal Island as they go into uh the internment camp i think that there is something that that maybe will transcend what was what i think was even a problem with last season um and and i <clears throat> i say it's a problem in in the sense that from a mainstream media standpoint it might be a little bit difficult but i don't remember people even being interested in the terror until it was almost done and then all of a sudden people were sort of beating a drum loudly about how well it had transpired how good the season had sort of come off and why the writing was so good and why the episodes were so amazing, but it really took a while for it to catch on. And I, I don't really see this as being any different. I don't know. Am I missing something?
2: Hey, I was one of those people.
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> I remember.
2: I, I was, but I had a lot going on personally. So it was that, and, you know, it was a slow burn, and it wasn't something that you just jump right into, and just it captured. at least for me, it didn't maybe if i if i did my normal what i would do you know if i normal if i watched it normally then maybe i would have just got into it cuz when i rewatched it again i was like wow this was pretty awesome you know so there the,
1: there's a there is a uh there's a visual tone here which is definitely different from the last season right. the visual tone here is almost, uh, a poetry in motion juxtaposed by very, um, unsettling kinds of images. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if, if you've ever been to a funeral where there's an actual casket, one of the things, even when it's an open casket, one of the things that you know is that... You, Somehow your behavior becomes so incredibly respectful of the the dead. I mean, there's just this aura of something important happening here as you honor uh, someone who's not here, the honor, the, the memory of someone who's not here. But the shell of who's not here is... I think also important uh, that that is part of what we humans experience. And so that very opening piece where the casket falls over and she rolls out of it to me had that same creepy feeling as some of the stuff that we saw originally in the terror that didn't, uh, the original terror that didn't seem to make total sense, but still made us feel super uncomfortable in in this iteration, it does feel like they are going for something a little bit more, again, overt on the supernatural side, but but I, I also find myself wanting to temper that with, even though it's overt on the supernatural side, I'm still of the opinion that the, that the 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 core of what we're about to see is the story of of humans being the bigger monsters than the monsters. Does that make sense?
2: It makes uh, all the sense in the world. I mean, yeah. And humans are the monsters generally.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they may that's why we keep making stories about them, I swear. Yeah. So uh, so one one sort of other, you know, aspect to all of this is the one of the other things that I found incredibly creepy on my second watch through is the, the sound design of, of of the, of this entire episode. It it feels like it was purposefully crafted to be understated, but it had maximum effect. Um, The scene that I'm thinking of, in particular, where he gets his tie caught in the machine, mm-hmm. there was a tenseness to the sound there, which was so simple but so important. like I don't know oh that that i you know actually that brings up a really good point i i although i I want to make sure that I finish this, I do want to talk about why some of these things are so important um the, the overall sound quality was just amazing in the sense that what they score in the background, it has that same sort of, there's a haunting feel to it, but it never feels off key. it, it still always feels like it is uh, like the world is still okay at this point. Right. Does that make sense? I mean, like in the, in some horror movies or horror experiences, music goes off tone when the world either shifts or when the supernatural is introduced. And here, things still felt fairly on key. Not perfect, but fairly on key. D- did you notice that at all? No, I didn't. So if you watch it again, uh, watch that scene that's in, uh, in, the, in the factory. It's, it's, it's actually kind of interesting. So let's go to that scene in the factory real quick. Um, one of the things that that sort of surprises me, uh, and and I know it's intentional, but it still surprises me is, you know, we often, especially culturally, uh, give each other uh, tropey kinds of assignments in terms of who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. Right. And in in this in in the last episode it was really obvious who the good guy was and who the bad guy was right i suspect that that will also change but i i have to ask did you at all find that character to be too over the top like like uh almost cartoonishly over the top
2: uh no i mean i mean i I mean i can see in a way that how you could uh um Feel that
1: way but he fit how these guys were but- yeah see you're right I, and 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 i that's that's exactly what I, the reason that i bring that up is because that was a criticism that was mentioned as we were watching this and i personally didn't find that to be true i found that that is exactly the way people behave when they have power over other people it's, it's not just that they behave sometimes immorally; It's that they behave in sort of the worst possible ways that they can by extracting sort of as much as they can from people that, that they know are weaker than they are. And that felt really poignant. It just felt really important at that moment.
2: Uh, no, I I totally believe this is exactly how he probably was would have been worse.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: So no, he fit he fit it. I uh, maybe how the actor looked and all of that, maybe that, you know, he did kind of a goofy look and feel to him. But no, he, he he I could see that guy being who
1: he was. Yeah, it didn't it to me it didn't feel like he was taking any additional liberties with uh with his with the way that he like, well, I got fired, therefore, it's got to be your fault. So I'll take something from you because I feel like something was taken from me. I mean, that just seems like that's exactly what happens when we put each other into or when we put each other when we when we are in positions of having that kind of power. It's it's a very interesting dynamic. And historically, that feels also very much, I think, why this is such a different kind of story. We're not dealing with the kind of uh, regimented understanding that we had in the past season where relationships will make sense based on rank, based uh, based on a kind of order that existed. We don't have that here. What we have is a societal order, and that societal order is about to get thrown completely upside down again because none of these people have been in this situation before and all of these people believe that they are Americans right i mean none of these people actually are thinking oh hey i'm a japanese spy or something which which makes the the which makes the importance of understanding sort of what's happening even i think a little bit more there's something bigger to that than just what the supernatural piece is in this it's it's understanding all of those dynamics together because my guess is that the super why why would that supernatural force throw him off of the boat i mean there it, it's not like the supernatural force is targeting the good guy or so it, it we i i guess what i'm saying is like it it's It's almost impossible for me to see how this is going to, because we don't have any of the, the the, the entity isn't sort of picking and choosing according to what I would expect, right? Yeah. yeah. Where it kind of keeps you guessing?
2: No, I mean, this entity that, you know, goes around and does that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I
1: wish. So, okay, so so let's, let's jump toward uh, the end of the episode and what we see at the end of the episode with the skin stitching scene. Tell me, uh, first of all, what did you think of that? But and secondly, what do you think that that actually means? And and just in terms of what Chester heard from her, how does that? How did that change what you thought about her?
2: Um, well, I saw the featurette, and the guy, the showrunner, said something about there's something alien about her. I don't think he was saying that she's an alien, because um, I don't think he would. You know, if that was the case, I don't think.
1: <laughs> you know, that's a good point but uh you know i think that
2: uh i think you know she must be otherworldly in you know in some form or fashion but I, it, who knows how exactly she definitely i mean it was very it was a very creepy scene for sure
1: so so okay so i know we only have one episode here behind us but what do you obviously it wasn't the healer uh that brought everything into play Mm -hmm. even though she committed suicide on the dock after uh after delivering the uh the vials to chester what do you think is at play here
2: I need more information. Uh, I've tried to think about it. And then part of me doesn't want to think about it because I just want to be along for the ride. (laughs) But I I know that's not fun for a podcast. So, uh, you know, I guess people at home want want us to come up with
1: what we think. Actually, you know what? Actually, I disagree. I actually disagree with that. I I, I think it it, 100% is within sort of our... Uh, let's talk about this purview to be just along for the ride. Because, the, because th- again, this is going to go back to the way that things are culturally. I'm not a uh, Japanese-American. You're not Japanese-American. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have that kind of cultural identity that we're able to talk about a lot of the things that might be happening um, and how that might sort of play in. But what we can say is how this stuff makes us feel what we experience watching it and why some of the supernatural and the real life uh, horror pieces as they come together, why they're so important to sort of view through the lens of history. I feel like that is 100% the, I feel like that's basically what we were supposed to do even last season too. And it's really what we ended up doing because even though you know i had read the book and i know yardley um had uh had some experience with it it was not the, the the terror in terms of what unfolded for us episode by episode was definitely not the whole or uh or even the the biggest piece of dan simmons's book it was definitely just a representation of some of the events that happened in it so we were all still along for that ride too. And none of us, I wouldn't have known any of that uh, mythology that uh, Dan Simmons was talking about. that That's definitely not, I don't know any of that stuff. So did, does, does that sort of make sense? Like, I don't want you to think that you have to come up with some kind of theory about what's happening. I'm just really wondering what you thought altogether about what had transpired so far
2: um, basically I you know there's something unworldly going on it, it, you know it, it's very similar to last season is we have a historical situation and we have we're, we're retelling history and to do that we are adding a supernatural element to it to kind of buffer out a- and and to also I think that the supernatural element is meant to serve as maybe a proxy for certain things and there's some deeper meaning behind the supernatural element and it's a cool way to because t- very similar to last season I- it's a way to convey certain thoughts um, you know about what
1: they feel about the historical situation? Right, Where last season was really kind of a very wide metaphor for imperialism and uh, and that kind of uh, domination of the world. Th- you're right. I actually feel like uh, the supernatural piece of this is is a conduit somehow tying together old world and new world. Um, And that that's why we have generations um, at the at the center point and not just a a group of characters that maybe are not related. I mean, I feel like there is a very specific purpose behind having the old and the young together, that this is that that is a central thematic element. I also can't overlook the fact that uh, Chester, when he takes pictures seems to capture something that is different than than what maybe even than what other people are experiencing. I mean, he something is definitely attached somehow to his experience, which I think is also important.
2: Oh, very much important. And, you know, as this goes on, you know, uh, we're going to find out more and more. And, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting ride.
1: I, I would I would like to say that even though, and I know George Takai was in it, so that's one sort of big name. Although we don't have a, a huge number of uh, well-known names, I was really impressed with the casting here in the sense that all of these people are definitely Asian and they didn't try to sort of whitewash things. They didn't try to make it feel to us like, well, you know, this person can pass for this or whatever it felt very that to me felt really good because I know that this is number one it's just really tough to tell tales that are sort of outside of your culture but also this particular moment in history is one of the I think it's it's overlooked in the sense of the the severity of that moment and what it turned us as a nation sort of into and and how it affected us, how it affected us even afterwards, not just the community inside of the internment camp, which I feel like is one of those stories that we, we just don't get to hear those stories. Even when we see pictures of them, we don't get to hear the stories of what may have happened there, but also we just don't really talk about it as being a thing that happened very often. Here in Hawaii, we tend to hear a little bit more just because there is sort of a a bigger uh, Japanese community here. But I, I didn't even know about Japanese internment camps until I moved here. And, you know, I knew all kinds of stuff about Western European culture growing up on the East Coast. So it's I feel like this is actually a really awesome also breakout moment well maybe not breakout moment but an awareness moment for a lot of people who don't even know this history you know that to me actually feels kind of uh interesting
2: yeah and i mean i i was always very aware of this and i'm glad that people are talking about it and it definitely is one of those things that shouldn't be swept under the rug you know
1: so just one last thing um, I would love to hear from you what you sort of expect uh, in the coming episodes. What, what, whether they're you know based on anything that you've seen or not. What are some things that you would like to see in coming episodes?
2: Um, I, I want to see, you know, a deeper, deep dive between you know Chester, uh to, you know, get to know his character more, which I'm very certain that's going to happen. And I would like, I would like to see, um, I hope this ends more hopeful than, uh, their first season, mm-hmm. cause you know, the first season was a complete tragedy, you know? Um, and, um, I'm, I'm going to hope that this season doesn't end, it ends more hopeful and uh so and I, one thing i do expect though i do expect to have a lot of like every week there's going to be more and more questions and you know hopefully by the time this ends that we'll be satisfied with the answers
1: well and i i have a feeling that obviously ugo is going to play the t reader is going to play a huge part in all of this um but i have a feeling that what will happen is we will start seeing uh, correlations and interesting plot points as in in the prior episode as we see the next episode. So uh, because if anything, last season taught me that the writers like to do reveals that are not just slow, because that's one way of looking at it, but they like to do Uh, very thoughtful reveals. Like the the horror is oftentimes, it's not sort of just in your face. It's the horror is a very, it's a personal horror. It's a very intimate sense of what scares you. And my guess is, again, you know, as we go forward each episode that we watch will give us a clue about the previous episode in terms of what we saw. There was a so much symbolism, so many metaphors that happened in this episode. It, it's a, it, it's a, A really big thing to tackle. But I really just wanted to start our season by getting sort of an overview, a feel for what things were. And then as the episodes go by, we can start talking a little bit more about how those things play out. I have a lot of, I think, interesting ideas about where some of these things both may end up and what they really kind of are in terms of what they mean Uh, to the people, what they mean to the characters, why was tea reading important, what really happened in that scene. Those kinds of things I think we should fill in the blanks kind of as we go, because in this first episode, it really did feel like it was kind of a a world immersion, and that needs to sort of settle and gel. And then we know that in the next episode, some pretty big things are going to happen, and, and again, my guess is that those things will help us to sort of tie things together in loose knots so that we can sort of see what might be to come.
2: I'm calling it uh, The Spirit is toonbox Cousin.
1: Oh, that would be really... Well, it could be. I mean, it could really be shape-shifting something. Right. Um, and who do we who do we know Box cousin? Uh, demon wow you know that could open up a whole new thing next episode let's actually look at let's remember back to uh, how Tinbok got to be Tinbach and see if we can make any kind of correlation that would be super interesting
2: yeah see see uh, uh, and it'll be like a full circle
1: good job yeah that, that could actually be really interesting Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Okay, well, how can people grab you on social media, Kente? You
2: can get me at KenteF on Twitter, Kente Ferguson on Instagram, and, of course, the website is IndyRadio.org. That's I-N-D-Y Radio.org.
1: And you can get me on Twitter at following bliss one. You can visit my websites at criticallaughs.com and moviesmakethemeal.com and join us for Cinema Du Fromage next week. And uh, yeah, it should be fun. We're going to be doing one of the most awesome Halloween movies. You'll have to tune in and have a listen. So until next time,
0: peace. She's coming. When I turn on the lights, yell surprise. Smart assistant, turn on lights. Surprise! surprise! Can't connect to internet. It's so dark. Who's here? Smart assistant, turn on lights. Can't connect to internet. The assistant's in a dead zone. It doesn't always connect. We're all here, dear. We got you a chocolate cake. But we can't pass you a knife in the dark. Your home is only as smart as your internet get fast seamless wall-to-wall coverage and reduce dead zones with at&t internet with smart wi-fi technology switch to at&t fiber sign up at att.com slash fiber 300 and get faster upload speeds of up to 300 megabits per second for 40 dollars a month for 12 months limited availability may not be in your area check eligibility at att.com slash fiber 300 at&t more for your thing that's our thing nz 1719 at t Wi-Fi gateway and smart Wi-Fi technology included with plans 12 megabits or higher. Extenders may be required and sold separately. New residential customers in select markets only. Requires 12-month agreement. Includes Internet 300 when bundled with other qualifying minimum $19 per month service on one bill. Early termination, taxes, other charges, and restrictions apply. Speeds vary, not guaranteed. Hey, uh, my name is Thursday. Hey, Thursday. Yeah, I go right between Wednesday and, of course, Friday. There are a lot of great things about Thursdays that I can't think of right now. But to a lot of people, I'm definitely the favorite because a 6-inch Italian BMT is just $3.99 every Thursday at Subway restaurants. It's the sub of the day, and it's a different 6-inch sub each day for $3.99. So, in conclusion, Thursday, Italian BMT, best day ever. Subway, make it what you want. At participating restaurants, additional charges for extras plus pickable tax. No additional discounts or coupons may be applied.